Hello, hello. Oh, hello, hello. How is the new car? It's fun. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> How was have... the cross country drive? It was it was good. Um, of course it's Seattle, right? So it was really rainy and gross when we got there and cold. Um, so the first day we drove it, we we flew in and got into Seattle probably around 11. And then we went and picked up the car from the dealership. We probably took off on to get on the road around two. We drove from Seattle to Spokane. So we basically crossed the state, okay. stayed in Spokane. That was Thursday. Friday, we drove from Spokane through Idaho, like Coeur d'Alene area, kind mm -hmm. of skirted the border between Idaho and Montana, okay. stopped in Missoula for a while, and then looped back in and stopped at Pocatello. Okay. And that day was all snowy and cold and wet. <laughs> so I let Charles do the driving for that because I'm like, I could do it, but he's better at it than me. So I'll <laughs> let him do it. Um, so that was fun. Um, we got a lot of really nice pictures, but the roads were slushy and slick for part of it. And then probably, I don't know, halfway through that day, the, it just got more wet and the roads were fine. Mm -hmm. Um so that was Friday. Saturday, we started in Pocatello, went through Utah. So I think that's when you messaged me. Yeah. Uh, we went basically across Utah, dipped mm -hmm. a little bit into Colorado and ended up in Farmington, New Mexico. Okay. So we crossed from Idaho through Utah, touched Colorado and the New Mexico. So four states in one day. Wow. Um, and then drove from Farmington to Albuquerque on Sunday. And that was like a three hour drive. So we were able to take it really easy that day and come home and just. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That was a long yes. drive. And it was long. Yes. I did the driving at the beginning, like mm -hmm. the first drive out of, um, out of Seattle into Spokane. And then I drove um, from Farmington to Albuquerque. So I did all the easy driving <laughs> and Charles did all the hard driving. Um, so let's see if I put this here. Have I sent you any pictures yet? Mm -mm. Let's nope. see. You get to, you got to see every season take place at once. I did. It was <laughs> crazy. I'm such so. a cute car. I know. I love it. Oh, that was Farmington. Um, so I had to take a selfie with the car, obviously, because I'm a white girl. So <laughs> um, gotta be proud of uh, proud of your new car. I am. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's itty bitty. So I'm noticing now there's like more room in my garage for things. Go figure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like a Lauren sized car, so I can just zip in and out of things. It's a lot of fun. That um, car is gonna be easier to get into parking spaces for the rest of his life. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. But it's only a two door. So I have like a spot with my blanket because I'm Lauren and I'm always cold. So I have to have a blanket. Um, but it's got the speedometer like in like to the side. Uh -huh. So it's taken some work to get used to having to turn my head to see it, but it's got heat war like seat warmers. Yeah. And I it doesn't have a fancy, it, I mean it's 2009, so it's got like a boost. CD player, <laughs> but I had to get one of those like um, FM radio adapters mm -hmm. um, to get the music to play. But it has Bluetooth for the phone. It will just work for the phone, but not for music. Not for I did music. not think about when I bought it. Um, so it's working, but you know, it's the age of the car. So maybe I'll get something down the road, upgrade it to um, something better. But 
for now yeah I had to take my photos with it oh that's my dog hanging out in the little basket (laughs) (laughs) your dog's just like this seems like a good place to be (laughs) I think she does that honestly because Oreo can't get into it because she has to hop to get into the basket and Uh he can't do that because of his little bum leg so I think she's like, this is my space. You cannot take it. Cause they kind of share all of their beds actually. Um, but that one, it wasn't made to be a bed, but it just happened to be low enough that she could hop into it. Cause I was washing all the blankets. If so. it fits, I sit. That's, that's Much. what it is. If it fits, yes. I sit. Close. Yes. Close. That's, that was that. And then um, I found out my my family piano. It's been in my family for five generations now. That was at my parents that they want were planning on giving to me um, when they moved. And we both moved around um, December, January of this past year. I think I told you about that. Yeah. So when they moved, they said, "Oh, we just have it in temperature controlled storage, and we'll kind of just deal with it later." So unbeknownst to me, they were getting it restored for the past like nine months. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, it, yeah, they said it's an Emerson cabinet grand Ooh, and that, nice yeah, so the, the soundboard is like this high on me, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's really tall and they're able to salvage the original wood, repair some water damage because it had been in a flood and my like 90 pound grandmother was able to like lift it up two sets of stairs to get it out of the flood water. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah so this piano has seen some stuff she used Mm -hmm. to take it with her when they would travel um across country my great-grandfather and great-grandmother great-grandfather was a traveling pastor um Mm -hmm. and she would go with him to play piano um on this piano so let me see if I can find it I'm just like oh look at all my stuff look at all my pictures they take the the piano that's crazy yeah cross country yes they did oh this this piano is seen some stuff Um, yeah no kidding so so this was it before I don't know if you can see that Uh, yellow so my grandmother had it painted this god-awful yellow which I was not a fan of it but I guess it covered up a lot of like the water damage and stuff that had happened to it um and the keys were original ivory um so again this thing like my head is like the top of my head's like right here <laughs> so it's really tall and then when they got it restored now it looks like this yeah oh and that's that's gorgeous look at that yeah that's the original wood but they brought out the dark mahogany color in it um pardon my internet modem on the top <laughs> we have to blend <laughs> we have to blend our uh, centuries together yeah and then I got Oreo photobomb this photo <laughs> um they took out the uh actual ivory and they have simulated ivory but they tuned it they repaired the broken hammers inside I guess it was an Emerson piano so they did this decaling on it mm-hmm. and all of that so this piano is worth like 30 grand yeah it is and um <laughs> the fact that they restored it it's almost it to its original condition without you know if they had kept the yeah. ivory keys it'd be worth even more yeah um, but you can't restore it to that level they won't get I mean because yeah it's basically thing- an animal hate crime now <laughs> yeah. to put ivory on things so they had to replace it but well and the ivory deteriorates uh, a lot of mm-hmm. old pianos mm-hmm. Orient era early 1900s uh, late 1800s pianos like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the all their pieces are broken off like it's yes there it's, were several 
kind of got the same deterioration rate as bone china does as it, as it's referred to so but mm-hmm. that yeah. is gorgeous and now now you have yeah. that in your possession yep yep it's right out there um so now i guess my grandparents actually really helped with the restoration of that and um because it had been my grandfather's mother's piano right mm-hmm. and his grandmother's piano um and so yeah yeah um because they said it was built in either 1896 like between 1896 and 1905 so this piano is over 100 years old yeah it's a um, century. yeah so they've they eventually or originally gave it to my mom so my mm-hmm. mom had it and so growing up I learned to play piano on that piano and I played for six or seven years and I was okay. I was pretty good by the time I graduated high school. Of course, once you graduate high school and you have to get a boring grown-up job, all the cool things you used to do, you don't do anymore. And I look back and I'm like, man, I was cooler in high school than I am right now. <laughs> um, so I played on that piano a lot. And so I wanted, I told my mom, like, I want to keep this in the family, you know, and I want to keep it for my kids and stuff sometime down the road. So I guess I just got picked next in line to take it. Take um, it. but my my grandparents fronted most of the money to restore this piano um so now the vibe my dad is my parents are both trying to be like well we're talking to like my brothers and stuff to let them know about their kids like it's not favoritism even though I am the favorite it's not favoritism because it's a family a family thing and the piano was given to me and so I gave it to Lauren and so now she's the one who's just next in line to steward the piano in the family yeah. right and so they're you know and so right after my I came in because my parents surprised me on like Thursday they had brought the piano in while I was at work and I had no idea Charles had no idea so I come home and I walk in and I'm like oh my god what is this thing <laughs> yeah. um, so they're telling me the whole story and whatever and um like about 30 minutes later after they left my grandmother called because I guess my mom had already told her that I saw the piano <laughs> <laughs> so she wanted to talk about it and everything and so she's like I'm really glad you had it and we put a lot of money in it and it's really beautiful and blah 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 so now it's a big old thing now that this very expensive piece of furniture is in my living room <laughs> yeah very expensive indeed a very expensive <laughs> piece of furniture oh my god though yes a lot of but, people go looking for those type of pianos all over I mean yeah my mom grew up with a baby grand in in their uh, room my mother wow. reads music and all that stuff and oh, that's cool and it got but it got so damaged that it couldn't they couldn't salvage it like so to mm-hmm. find them and to be able to restore it to such great condition is yeah that's yeah. great but hang on to that for as long as you can well my grandmother said this to me on the phone she's like yeah they fix that that piano up it's in really good shape that thing will outlive you lauren and i'm like okay <laughs> thanks grandma <laughs> I know that's on your mind. It was not on my mind, but you're right. It will. Thank so you. I'll give it to my grandkids, you know? So yeah. yeah, but that's enough about me and my show and tell. Those were just two big, like expensive things that happened to me this week. And now I'm Good done boy. talking about that and I'm here to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? How's it going? It's, it's going okay. I mean, it's, um, it's been a busy, it's, I can't believe we're already like two weeks from Thanksgiving. It's kind of annoying. I'm not really happy about it. I'm like, I know. On. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in denial about it being November. Yeah. And it being 2022. I'm not going to lie. I've been asking like, what year is it for the past like three months now? 
is it 2021 is it 2023 i don't know what's going on and now we're yeah now we're headed into 2020 oh no we're almost there we're almost to the but sometimes it feels like every time the year ends, it always feels kind of like the end of the earth. <laughs> a little bit it's like, all right, what's happening? What's going to happen next? We're going to live through this one. I don't know why I think yes. that way. Just kind of sometimes gets yeah, yeah a little crazy. We just, we just got some post-it cards or postcards in the mail. I don't even know who it's for, but it's like, go out and vote and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get that. But we got them in the mail today. <laughs> that would have been helpful late. like on Monday. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I think New Mexico. <laughs> I think you guys have yeah, our road our races have been races. called. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think that got called like that day, <laughs> maybe early the next day. So uh, they're yeah. still counting ours in California. Like it'll be another week, maybe two weeks before they finish counting. Mm. Um, yeah, we have, <laughs> we have too many districts out here. It's and like some of them are surprising and some are not. Yeah. It's it's yeah. funny because everybody comes to California. It's like, oh, it's a really Democrat spot. It's like, yeah, actually, if you look closely, you'll see the amount of red that is going through California all the time. And mm-hmm. actually, I saw a sign today that was disheartening that it had to be out there. But I mm-hmm. like obviously like I was pro the message behind it. Um, it said the world is better with Jews in it, and I was like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, because one of my, my, two of my best friends are Jewish. I'm like, yes, my, my world is definitely better with them in it. But I was just really kind of, I gave the guy a thumbs up while I was in the car, but I was like, just kind of a little disheartening to see that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I say this just to tease, but stupid Kanye. (laughs) Oh, yes. No. I know he says yay. And that's stupid too. So stupid Kanye. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, I don't know what's Weird. up with that. So strange. To be fair, though, I mean, him having a diagnosed mental illness, yeah, being bipolar, I don't know if it's type one or type two, I do try to, like, keep that in mind. Like, you don't know, really, the thought process behind his actions. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's un- it's unfortunate that what he says creates the effect it does, mm-hmm. yeah. but I try not to, like take it so seriously that that like he's an evil awful person all the time because it could just be he's in a low I don't know I don't know what's going on but yeah, I can't he, I don't have enough information to know what's happening there I guess so yeah a lot of the, the behaviors always seem like they are landsliding into like he's on a very self-destructive path for his own life mm-hmm. and it comes out of like very hateful things to the rest of the world but in reality is doing a lot of damage to himself and yeah. his livelihood and his world and it's kind of like what's going on what's going on with you it's mm-hmm. like not that you were ever that not candid about what yeah. comes out of your brain goes straight out of your mouth without a filter but like yeah <laughs> oreo's behind you hopping oh what's up buddy you have an opinion about kanye uh-huh. <laughs> what's up are you being distracting are you being distracting? Can you like, I want, I want those. Oh, oh, oh my goodness, you're so cute. I think you really just want out. Is that right? You just want out and you keep hopping to get my attention. Like, <laughs> yep. He's like, can we, can you open the door, mom? <laughs> <You're> so cute. <laughs> what was that? 
honey, she wants to go out, but the minute she goes out, she'll bark to get back in because she knows I'm in here. So come on, get good girl, good girl. <laughs> My babies aren't high maintenance at all. They're not high maintenance at all. Mine are, mine, mine are just, mine is just as bad. Mine are, <laughs> as in like, I have more than one. You'd think so with the way that she, she is a menace, but um, yeah, we could talk Her about personalities kind of, maybe. <laughs> I know sometimes she's, she's real funny. Um, but yeah, in addition to that, like it's, um, yeah, it's just been a busy, yeah, it's been a busy time. Um, where, what did we talk about last time I was here on this? What did we talk about? Oh, we were talking about. Yeah. Mr. 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 Superman from. Yes. Germany and the whole money thing. I did not give him anything. So I didn't give him anything. He's still in the hospital. um, Wow. Because, and because according to him, and maybe this is true, I've never been to Germany. I can't say if this is true or not, but um, they want their money. He's given them 80% of it, but they want their money. And I'm just like, I've got nothing to give you. Right. I really, and I, and I'm like, please stop asking. And he said, I understand. I totally understand. This is the last time I was like, you have to, I can't, I, you are, you, it's not fair to keep asking me unless you plan to pay me back in the next month. Like, unless you're planning and you have a legitimate plan that you can map out with me and tell me when it's coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I haven't, I don't have any money to give you really in reality, mm-hmm. but it's the fact of like, please stop mm-hmm. asking me in general. It's right. not fair because yeah, I respect cannot, my no. Yeah, respect my no. And he has to, to some extent, um, there are things looking up on his end of like, uh, the, the suspension is being lifted next week. They have caught mm-hmm. all the people that stole from the company and um, they're changing their security protocols and such. So now he gets to go back to work. Once he gets out of the damn hospital, he gets to go back to work. But it's like, um, I don't know. I've not been, there are a few times I didn't hear from him because encryption and thing and and the, the back and forth between us just lulled for a while just like as long as you didn't like relapse and end up on a on a ventilator somewhere I think I'm you know it's fine I don't need to talk to you every day but I've just been dealing with I'm dealing with a lot of things in my life that are phasing out um phasing out certain medical care so I can move um I sadly got another rejection letter from my insurance company my our first appeal got rejected for my surgery, which was a really depressing thing. Um, I have two more opportunities for appeal, which we're going to continue to do, but it's just, it's devastating. Um, Did they say why they rejected it? So the first, these first two, the first uh, request, they said I didn't meet the criteria, which was actually bullshit. And the second time they're also saying it didn't meet the criteria. And I do meet the criteria, but the people that the physicians that are evaluating are actually in fairness, not qualified to evaluate. And that's not me like knocking anybody in this, in their profession, but 
it's a disease of the connective tissue. And I've had a hard enough time trying to find doctors to take it seriously in my own life and not just for like authorization sake up here and in parts of California. So they've had an ear, nose and throat doctor review my case the first time. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't know. And ENT is not gonna be able to do much or say much about whether or not this is in um, detriment to my life and my mobility and, and my well-being. And then the second one they had was an internal medicine doctor. And unfortunately, the internal medicine community, only about 25% of the internal medicine community have any information on this disease. Most of them don't know what it is. Um, so my insurance is just basically fucking around because they can. Um, so I called my surgeon's office and I sent, I emailed them the letter that I received. And I was like, just tell my doctor's name is Dr. Schwartz. It's like, just tell Dr. Schwartz. They're not, they're not using people that have any, uh, background in this disease or even in endocrinology or connective tissue disease or any of that to review our, this case here. And if it might take a, a real phone call to discuss this and not just paperwork. So I, I sent that and that was a couple of days ago. So, so there's been frustration and, and also like, because it's not any close to surgery, I'm having to make the decision of like, all right, well, moving out is the priority so that okay. we can continue the focus on things, mental health, okay. coaching, and life in general. But the only way to do that is to let go of medical services that cost a lot of money. And I mean a lot. Mm -hmm. So I let go of my chiropractor, which I, the, Membership for that runs out at, on the 17th of this month, which is depressing, but it's, you know, it's fine. It has to end. Um, the acupuncturist will go away. The massage therapy will have to be very intermittent and somewhere else. Uh, my therapist will have to be, likely I will have to go and find, oh, I will have to start making extra money so that the therapist, I don't see my therapist a lot, but I, we're still not in a place where I can't go completely without her yet. So we'll still have to find a way to get that $175 um, biweekly or, or monthly if we drop it down to at least that. And then the last part is the dietitian. My dietitian has been $400 a month. Uh, for the last three years. And that doesn't include the supplementation with it. And I'm just kind of I'm a little bit at odds with just having to, to let go of all these things when we're not closer to it and fearful that I'm, you know, I'm going to get called on the carpet of like, you should be doing these. Like, yeah, where's the money coming from? Mm -hmm. um, and as much as I actually, my employer, even though I haven't started earning, earning any money from coaching, um, made me fill out a COPA. I don't know if you've heard of that form. So it is a compensation outside of, um, outside of participating services. And it's basically says that for where I work, you are not, if you are doing, um, extra work on the side at, with another company, you're not allowed to do it 
during work working hours you can't use our name you can't do any, all those things right right that's fine I don't really <laughs> I don't want people to know what my main my main job is anyways it's fine mm -hmm. um but yeah so I had to fill out one of those and I'm just kind of like it's it's been a lot of emotional overwhelm of like how am I gonna can I can I do this I just gotta hang on one second I need to get out of this house just for what just happened. <laughs> like, Helen, Helen, it's like I'm on a coaching call. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, but yeah, she's calling my cell phone. Oh, she's yelling at me, yelling for me. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so need to get out of this house. That's still can't avoid that anymore. Need to get out of this house. Need to have a better working space. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I can't do this anymore. Um, but yeah, there's this, there's a lot of compounding thoughts and anxiety about, okay, I have to, I have to do this. I have to do this. I want to do this. It's, it's time. I don't know if there will ever be a better time. I would love to be more prepared than I am right now, but I don't think they're, yeah. I don't think we're going to get any more prepared. Um, yeah. That's the really shitty part about it. It's like, I, I know I want to be more prepared because I'm afraid of like the, for example, the election, like how this election went and, and the house and the Senate and everything actually affects my job quite a bit mm -hmm. um, because I work for the federal government, technically um, federal and state government. So like every time you hear the debt ceiling and people getting furloughed and, and the government shutting down, that's a, that's a real thing that I deal with. And um it's really, it's really terrifying because you don't know how long it will last. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't get paid until they reopen. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's really a tough spot to be in. So I wanted to be more equipped. Now having a secondary form of employment mm -hmm. will obviously allow me to buffer myself somehow. Right. But I am experiencing some pretty significant burnout. I actually took a half day on Thursday because my um my connective tissue was so flared up that my hip was like killing me I couldn't sit at my desk for very long and I'm just it's like I I want to go I want to get my life restarted that's like the been the whole basis of this right get your life restarted let go of the things that are holding you back sure okay yeah yeah I'm still working towards that and I haven't given up on that, but it is like a, it's becoming a, okay, you're going to do this. And it's really going to be a much more, a bigger risk than what you're comfortable with. Uh -huh. And having to psych myself up for, it's like, just let it, just let it happen. Uh -huh. Let it actually happen. It's scary. Sure. But you, it's time. 
because it'll just keep it's just gonna keep getting dragged out it's like I could stay here for another year sure but I longer I stay I mean I spent last night for 45 minutes talking giving like a impromptu coaching session to my mother because my mother was having a moment my mother was having a breakdown because my dad like she's she's very sad all the time she's depressed she didn't want to move here um her identity is being challenged her life has been wrapped up in who she did at work and and she's not she's not adjusting to being retired very well she's having a really hard time and I but that's part of the the asbestos in the house is that right I get pulled into all of those moments mm-hmm. and it's I can't help it that's my family and mm-hmm. and then it shifts again and then everybody's like oh just get out of like just leave it alone and and then it shifts back yeah it's it's just back and forth all the time and mm-hmm. being kind of thrown around like a yo-yo mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's um I'm grappling with trying to trying to just take this leap without feeling like oh my god I'm actually just jumping off a cliff without a parachute yeah yeah that's kind of how that is how I'm feeling of right now I don't have a partner I don't want a roommate because I would like to have some my personal space at least for a year. I may not last after a year. That's fine, but I would just like to try. Yeah. 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 I guess from what I'm hearing, the thing that's coming to my mind, that quote about when's the best time to plant a tree? Yeah. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, then right now. Yeah. That's right. It's um or even a more simplified one there's no time like the present it's the reality is because um we could I could easily be like I want all my ducks in a row of course I do I wanted them all in a row last time I moved out they were not in all (laughs) I last moved out either um nothing has changed but it is one of those things of I think deep down I worry um I'm already experiencing some burnout, definitely like big time um, of just, I was talking to uh, the woman I was working with. Uh, I, I switched off from my dietitian to work with a somatic practitioner for a bit. And she and I, I, I was more concerned that I was relapsing, that I was relapsing with my eating disorder. And she's like, it sounds more like a burnout than just relapsing because you are unconsciously avoiding everything. It's not a, it's not that you're not hungry. It's not that you're ignoring things. It's not that you're putting your shit in yourself. You're just fucking, you just like mm-hmm. here. I am a, ho- a horse with blinders on. And, mm-hmm. and so, and then, and then I, I and then I got a other kind of a hard reality check the other day I think I mentioned this a while ago after I broke up with my uh, now ex I said I wasn't going to delete I wasn't going to delete his his photos Mm -hmm. off of my uh, my social media because I was like I enjoy those memories why should I right but then in the middle of the night not in the middle of the night but uh late at night on 
Thursday night, I was scrolling through my Instagram and he came up on a search for something else. And so I just went to look at it because he's still following me, but he'd taken them all down. Mm. Every picture he had taken them all down. And I was like, okay, you may want Gosh. to have those memories, but you need to, you need to take them down too, because you don't torture this person. You left. Um, and he's trying to move on with his life and seeing those and he's still tagged in those and like you gotta you gotta archive them you don't have to delete them but you have to archive them mm-hmm. he doesn't the whole purpose of this is like I wasn't out to was not to get him I was not to destroy him or hurt him in the way that some breakups tend to be really messy this is just more of a everybody's gotta move on so I had to I had to swallow that reality in the middle of the night like okay he's moving on I may never hear from him ever again um I have heard nothing so I have to let it go and I have to not not be that person that just kind of you know tries to yeah hold on to what was it's it's gone now I dismantled it and I have to let go of it. So there's a, just yeah. a, there's a lot piling up and a lot going on and yeah, a lot of transition. Yeah, attempted transition. transition. Yeah, low transition. Oh, and I got a bill for five hundred dollars to to register my car by January third. So I'm like, it's awful. It's <laughs> awful. So it's like, bye, money goodbye um so yeah there's there's a lot yeah sounds like a lot Mm -hmm. and that's why the coffee's so big (laughs) still i'm working through that one from earlier i'm not i probably had like 15 just not praline lattes in the past like two weeks (laughs) i'm doing this i i don't know do you guys have bells in new mexico maybe you don't i'm doing what's called a winter bliss which is uh medium roast coffee oat milk Mm -hmm. uh stevia with cinnamon Mm -hmm. and chocolate chocolate powder cocoa powder at the bottom it is so good (laughs) it's so good awesome I've had too many of these. They only come around during winter. And I'm like, I know oh, I want this to stay. Like, well, <laughs> so. That's what I tell Charles. It's like, cause I'm still trying to be a modicum of healthy um, yeah. for my liver issues or non-issues. But um, mm-hmm. I told Charles, like once the chestnut praline comes out, it's like, I want to do my part <laughs> to make sure it comes back next year. <laughs> exactly. <You laughs> and I am- yeah, it's a limited time. So I have to go get it as much as I can so that they have incentive to bring it back. And so he yeah. tried it because he hadn't had a taste of it before. I'm like, sure, go for it. And he's like, oh, that's really good. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so now he's hooked on him too. And so we're both getting this brand of coffee, the coffee that they use the medium roast is the one that only comes out during during the season so it's called gratitude it's actually really perfect it's a really good cup of coffee and I was really happy when it came back I'm like oh my god it's 
I'm mad that the year's almost over, but I'm really glad that this is back because <laughs> yes. winter stuff is just yes, kind of brings the silver lining to whatever you're going through at the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I like that thought though the gratitude. Yeah, the gratitude mix. in the cup. Yeah, well, it just makes makes me think of posing the question in the midst of all this change going on. What are things that you're grateful for? I am grateful for the fact that I didn't, um, I didn't try to go crawling back Mm -hmm. after ending a relationship for myself and not for, because of whatever negative reason it could have, it could have turned out to be. It wasn't, um, Mm -hmm. I didn't leave because I felt like. I was clawing my way out of a relationship. I left with my own accord. I left, the door was open. I opened it and I closed it behind me. And I, that's actually, that's some such heavy growth for me mm-hmm. coming from such abusive partnerships. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for that. And I'm, I'm grateful that I've, I've taken risks. I took risks going into Lumia's last journey. I wasn't sure how I was going to do. I really wasn't sure. Still not sure. Still anxious Mm -hmm. about being a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, it's the gratitude for choosing to become more than just being an administrative assistant for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. which is still I still grapple with but every time I'm like I like this better I yeah. enjoy being a part of some someone else's journey in a more positive light mm-hmm. than just being someone's paper pushing emotional punching bag uh mm-hmm. in an office yeah. on basis yeah um especially it's so crazy too uh all the layoffs at meta and the layoffs at twitter yeah and all the messed up things that i'm watching going on in tech actually my friend works for meta and she sur- she survived the layoff but she actually messaged me and said i wish i hadn't mm. because she was like i lost i just watched yeah. all my friends get wiped out i'm like yeah i don't blame you you can choose to quit though she's like yeah but i like my severance though too if i yeah get out that's the hard part it's like you kind of you can quit with all that toxicity of wiping out such a large number of people but i think a lot of people hang on because they're like well there probably will be more layoffs and let's just try to hang on see what happens see what happens so that if we do get laid off it's like okay there's severance in your contract and you can go on with your life from there yeah 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 I wish I could get severance (laughs) severance doesn't exist in my world I don't at my level I don't think it ever has um that's terrible I'm like thinking about getting it off it's not good that's another form of a golden handcuff though yeah you can't get one way or the other you might as well walk when you're ready to walk yeah right so. And that's the hope too, is that I, like I've said before, I still, a lot of times when like you get raises and such, and you think, oh, the, the 25 year old me would have been 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we'll stay a little bit longer because they gave this as generous raise, like mm-hmm. because of how as much as I love my state and I do love my city, I will say is like I the goal is still to get to Europe. The goal is mm-hmm. to leave and have the flexibility to work anywhere in the world. I that is my end goal. Before I die, I would like to yeah. at least get to do that. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and the only way to do that is to let go of that yeah. those golden handcuffs of being like, oh, but you have a pension right. and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, well, right. I do have those things. But the reality is, is that your investments and the things that you put into your retirement account are really up to you. Mm-hmm. And I think people are more afraid of that. Right. Because it's like, well, somebody else managing your money. It's like, actually, you should be managing your money because you need to determine what you're going to need at the end of your life. And mm-hmm. although 9% is what they take out of my check every month, and it's a, it's a decent amount, but it isn't, I won't fight against inflation. I won't fight against, you know, what, what our economy may look like by the time I'm of retirement age, which is... 30, 35 years from now, because I don't think I'm going to get to retire at 65. If I stay there, no way. Um, but it's, yeah, having a life and going living in a more peaceful space. My mom was talking about, they came back from Ireland not that long ago. My mom was like, the hardest part of leaving there was it felt like home the longest we were there because our family is there. The connections that have, uh, sadly, a lot of uh, politics has really destroyed my family. Um, it's ripped out. Like all the people that I used to see all the time, my family just got really small all of a sudden because people were like, well, we don't like your politics. and We don't like that you're Democrats. We don't like that you're liberals. and And there's so many people that we don't see anymore and everybody just started talking shit behind everyone's back and it was like where did all this where did all this malice come from mm-hmm. the polarization mom, yeah yeah and it just kind of came out of nowhere all these people had the exact same upbringing upbringing as my parents and they just they're not farmers they're not um they're educated several of them into college they just decided that they'd rather hate everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, one of the really messed up things is my dad's a biological. My dad had two half has two half brothers or had one of them already passed away, but he also has one biological eldest brother, my uncle Norman. And um, my uncle Norman is married to somebody from Tijuana. Um, that's his second wife. His first wife died. Um, my aunt was former Hells Angels and kind of cra- kind of a crazy background. She was a kid, um, but she lived fast and loose with her health and her life, and she died pretty young. Um, so I married this beautiful woman, but he is as racist as it comes to people of Latin American descent. And I'm like, you're talking about your fuck. You're talking about your wife. Mm-hmm. she just kind of sits there and like that's that's just wrong that's such cruelty it's like oh 
you can talk about her culture and where she comes from and you're like this angry bitter white man who hasn't been harmed by anybody mind you um well outside of a war zone yes but i just like i just look at him i was like you married somebody who deserves a hell of a lot more compassion than that yeah i could go on about how my family's kind of arise since then but yeah it's um but we were talking about it my mom and i have like there was peace. Mm-hmm. There was peace. There was more connection. Our family over there, we are more connected. And it's, my mom is very heartbroken that she had to leave, that they had to come back. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I know, but you can have, a, you have a choice. I'd follow you there if you made that choice. If they made that choice to go over there, take their retirement and go over there, sell this house, walk away completely, I would be all supportive of it healthcare wise they might do better over there like my dad might do better over there um but i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen so there's a let's i've just kind of gone on a tangent of what happens avoiding not talking about me <laughs> um yeah what's up with that <laughs> i don't know i've been I just kind of, I'm focused the world, the the scenery around me is, seems to be more in focus in my own life right now. Um, I think because I know what I, I, I know what I have to do. I just have to do it. Um, it's not even, it's, it's no longer a question. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like slowly chipping away at things and I'm Mm -hmm. kind of sad about it I'm pretty worried about it all yeah um worried that I am worried that I'm gonna get sick again sicker Mm -hmm. uh, because uh I not just because I'm gonna take on coaching which is actually something that will thrive but it's like there will be for a while at least a year of just kind of a scramble to to make some extra money to pay things back to put mm-hmm. away in savings and mm-hmm. and I worry that it's like oh you're doing you're, you're doing this again it's like I know how to hustle mm-hmm. do I ever um but it's it's also about like hey life isn't always just about the hustle you actually got to enjoy enjoy some of it absolutely also yes from go ahead say what i said said i also need a vacation a real one Uh, don't we all man (laughs) we all need a vacation we need to go to an island or anywhere go somewhere for like a month and a half (laughs) margaritas on the beach take lots of naps eat tacos sabbatical we need a sabbatical i don't think it's a vacation we need a sabbatical (laughs) which is just basically quitting well (laughs) you're not the only one who's mentioned that to me about needing a sabbatical and i've thought about that too but yeah yeah i guess what i'm hearing a lot of is just a lot of fear and anxiety over these upcoming changes right we're doing a lot of transition you know it's the thing you need to do but there's just a lot of fear around 
what's going to happen when we do them. So uh, does that sound about right? Or am I missing something? Okay. No, that's, um, it's, it's, um, it's, I know what I have to do. I have a list of the things that have to shift mm -hmm. and change. Um, and I am just worried, of, just worried about it all. I'm trying to strategize, not strategize, I like keep thinking about, do I do a loan consolidation to see if I can get one less payment on something down? Mm -hmm. Do I, yeah, I keep thinking about that part of like, do I get a, do I get a longer term loan with a lesser payment, the smaller payment? to consolidate instead of having because right now everything's getting paid on time right now mm -hmm. but it would be helpful to not have to shell out about I'm shelling out loans about 894 dollars a month that's a lot that's a lot just for the loans part and I just kind of like how do I can one of and part of it is is that two of the loans were meant to be really short term they were really only supposed to be a year and I was actually getting really close to it. And then all, and then all the medical bills came down. I was actually really close to paying those off. Um, so they're not large payments, but they're on top of a larger payment, which is my car insurance, uh, my car payment. Mm -hmm. And I just talked to um, my lender on that. And they said, it's like, you have 6% loan. It's not really gonna get I mean if you're they're like if your credit score was better we could give you another one I was like yeah well, I'm working on that too so that's kind of the tough part of this is like mm -hmm. yeah I like many people are in debt mm -hmm. um I pay things on time all the time um I just I'm not um in a place where more money can be added to those loans which is the shape part which is also where the second form of income comes if I made a thousand dollars a month extra, I could pay off those two small loans very fast. Mm -hmm. But there's a caveat to that. Um, you don't know how how fast you can make a thousand. I mean, I know how fast I can make a thousand dollars. I can, I can go do five, you know, three weekends working for Lyft, driving around, and get a thousand dollars, maybe even fifteen hundred dollars worth. Mm -hmm. From those and then put money for taxes and then pay the rest mm -hmm. but there's the burnout there's the gas there's the mm -hmm. everything that comes with that so that was more worry i heard more angst about it said you're worried about this and then you keep talking about that you're still worried about it yeah I'm coming out what's the point what's the point of moving and doing this if there's so much worry are there benefits to doing this? What are the good things about doing this? Um, freedom and independence again. Uh, having my kitchen back. Mm -hmm. That sounds like such a like, I being able to cook for myself, being able to live my life on my own terms again. Mm -hmm. um, having space to escape to when life gets tough, as opposed mm -hmm. to being like, I've got nowhere to run here aside from being in my car, not having to drive as much. I mean, assuming I don't take on working for a lift, not having to drive as much, not having to commute as far. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not actually not having to commute, period, really, um, for where I've considered living. Uh, and having the space to do this, mm-hmm. having like a real space to do this, there's a lot of positives that come out of it. Mm-hmm. But why am I so fucking worried? I don't know if you need to question that. Why am I worried? Because it's a natural thing, right? We as humans don't like the unknown. Yep. Transition is hard. You know, we talk about in our culture of this magical, like emotional mental health baseline that we're all trying to get to, but no one can really tell you what it looks like. So everybody's like crazy and worried all the time, right? (laughs) Cause it's like, we don't know what, what's the normal level of worry, right? What's the, (laughs) what's the baseline of I'm a healthy, functional person. Even if we all had our shit together, we would still be worried and anxious about things because our brains are wired that way to try to protect us from danger. So I wouldn't fight the worry, but your brain thinks well, the only thing good about this is my worry because that's all I'm thinking about, right? So I guess I would encourage you to think about why you're doing this more. Fill your brain with manifest, hey, <laughs> this is why I'm doing this. These are the good things that are coming. It's going to hurt. It's going to be tight. It's going to suck. But look at all I'm going to gain. Look at all the good things that are going to change in my life the way I can grow and rest and heal instead of just thinking about the anxiety because if I'm from what I'm hearing and I know this isn't true but it's like spending 45 minutes just about how hard and awful it's going to be it's kind of like well why do it yeah I know is that how your brain feels too it's like I'm just going to out worry you out of doing this yeah it's kind of what that's my brain operates the same way my eating disorder does of like, we're going to worry you out of this. We're going to badger you to death internally. Mm-hmm. So you're silently screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that mm-hmm. you don't resist. You don't resist and you kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. Re- not resisting when it means like you'll continue to worry so you won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep you stuck. Yeah. Your worry is valid. Mm-hmm. but it might not be true. Yeah. Yeah. There are, I'm coming out. I have, I have to remind myself, I have more resources than this than I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, before I didn't even have another set of skills prior to this. Mm-hmm. So it just has to be like, Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm you got to calm down. (laughs) Um, It will be, it will be hard. I will be living down to the last penny for a while, but it'll be okay. Things will get paid. They always do. And hopefully even it'll be worth it, right? Because if it's not worth it, then don't do it. Yeah. So there's something about this that makes it worth it. And I think that you may feel better about moving through these transitions if you're kind of living in that space of why it's going to be worth it instead yeah. of why it's scary. Yeah. Or instead of why, oh, it might fail. That's because I don't think it's fear. It's more of like, here's a way that it might fall apart if you're not, if you don't have a backup plan. It's like, I keep reading books about how people don't have backup plans. <laughs> 
actually you just finished i um i'm finished reading john kim's two books i read it's not me it's you and i just finished single on purpose last night and it's like yeah the through the theme throughout all of those like he he tried to have a plan and it didn't it's like it's having he's trying to tell you go go for it and actually he's told me that to my face um so <laughs> it's like isn't that great <laughs> it's even it's even harder when it's like the author not just the author but your actual teacher's like stop calm down um yeah, yeah. in his office hours like a month and a half ago he's like you need to calm down <laughs> um but it, he's that is a message through both of those is that we're all trying, we're all trying to control everything. I've been trying to control everything. I, I've been trying to control everything because I'm trying to prevent a repeat of a previous outcome, which is not even guaranteed to happen. Right. Yep. But your lizard brain doesn't know that. No, my lizard brain is like, excuse me. Ah! uh, (laughs) Which is also like going back to going back to the um I don't know why I never want to use his name going back to Superman uh, um you can use it or not use it whatever you're comfortable no with. I, I just think it's fun to say Superman I just do this I do this all the time in therapy too I never use their first names I've got code names for every person I've ever been with and my therapist is like there's one guy in there that's named 10 minute man that's not his name but he's in there is 10 minute man oh there's so many <laughs> anyway superman, superman. <laughs> but it's also that too of like that generosity we talked about well you're being very passive aggressive by saying by saying i'm giving you this but it's hurting me and the reason part of the reason I keep doing that is because I'm more afraid of the outcome of going bankrupt again Uh than being generous Uh and trying to help somebody. Um, Uh yeah, I am. I am more, I am afraid of that because, but the thing that led me to be bankrupt had nothing to do with any of those things. It had nothing to do with generosity. It had nothing to do Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with the fact of I wasn't making enough to be to be injured at a level that was going to incapacitate me for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, that had more to do with it than anything. It was that I didn't have a um, a safety net even for the three months. In fact, actually, if I had had the safety net of having my three months of rent and utilities and everything set aside, I actually would have survived it because that was what caused the ripple effect was that I had no money coming in and I went three months without any income whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So, um, and had to borrow from family and family was angry and there's a lot of anguish and suffering from that, even though I've paid my parents back tenfold with the amount of rent that I've paid them, um, which I keep trying to tell my, try to make clear to my dad, I was like, I have you, I, everything you've ever given me, I've given you back. I've given you $20,000 a year for the last almost four years now. 
and never fought you on it. Even when it's unemployed, never fought you on it. $20,000 a year. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing, but like, I am afraid of that because I seem to think that I'm still in this mindset of my money, my money not being there is going to lead to everything falling apart again when it's like, but you can always find other ways to make money. Mm-hmm. You can always do other things. You can always ask for help in some ways. It doesn't have to be like that. The bottom immediately drops out of everything. Right. I, in other words, just not, um, I don't, I don't trust that I am a lot more resourceful than that. Mm-hmm. So, and that this is only temporary. It's mm-hmm. funny. Superman <laughs> said it to me yesterday. He, I told him, it was like, times are tough. He was asking me about my credit cards. And I was like, yeah, there's small balances on everything. He's like using all of them. It's like, yeah, I, I spread stuff out and I pay stuff off. I'm trying to increase my credit. I'm like, times are tough. And he's, and he actually said to me, he's like, they don't last forever though. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, and then I shot back at him. It's like, this from coming from somebody who's stuck in a hospital bed because he can't finish paying the bill. Mm-hmm. Like, do you still truly believe this? Like, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of life. Yeah. Everything changes. Right? Yeah. He's got to figure out some better money coping. <laughs> Tell me all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's got more money than other guys um and i'm just like dude this there there needs to be you need to put your money somewhere for emergencies like this it's like you have an emergency fund but your company's got its grip around it it's like that's bad like you need to this needs to be somewhere this needs to be in an account somewhere can you print it out in cash and put it in your mattress just somewhere it's like yeah. yeah yeah Anyway, okay, so the name of the game this week is to remind myself every every day leading up to this end result, it's not the end result, but the next phase of this, that we are, we're looking at this for what good's coming out of it, not the dread of what, and the fear that I have. Mm-hmm of not making this success. I have no idea if it's going to be successful. We just have to try and make it successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that there is a chance that this could go really well for you. There is a yeah. chance that this could really be incredible, but our lizard brain doesn't like that, right? Lizard oh. brains and, you know, a child having a temper tantrum, freaking out about something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> a little like two-year-old just having a panic yeah. attack <laughs> right it's trying to keep you safe but it's also you know unevolved right it's freaking out about something it doesn't see the bigger picture on and yeah. that's okay that's just that's where we're at in our development right yeah there's no point beating ourselves up about it I feel because that just feeds it yeah. but there are other things that are really good about this other things that will change for the better and be good and a lot of possibilities of things being really great yeah 
but we don't think about it that way because we believe our temper tantrum two-year-old inside our brains is telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. Ah! The sky is falling. It is the, you know, chicken little and the sky is falling. It's like, no. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's um definitely. Yeah. It's day by day. Uh-huh. I think this is why people do vision boards because I need a visual reminder. I've never done one. I actually wouldn't know where to put it. I have this giant painting of this man that I still haven't met in person yet. I'm like, I'll put this in my apartment. Don't forget me. <laughs> really, it's like, how can I? <laughs> staring back at me. <laughs> staring back at me at night. He's nice to look at. I'll say that much, but it's like, but yeah, I, I need to find a place for a vision board. I actually want a whiteboard. That sounds really weird, but like, I like whiteboards. Uh-huh. I always like that kind of stuff. I like that part about being in college where everything was on a whiteboard and you get up in class. And write I have something. a vision board I keep next to my desk and yeah. there are three things on it now that I have done good for you girl is the car there is one of them mm -hmm. good the ring that uh, my engagement ring for Charles is on there um a sleeve is on there oh four because I had the bike I sold it but I did have it now a big old check uh my motorcycle sorry you had a you I did oh I thought I told you that yeah I bought a motorcycle um when did I buy it? Like February, I think. So I know how to ride a motorcycle. I took a course and all of that. Um, but I <laughs> was more uncomfortable with having debt than I was about riding the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, I took the course and I totally, totally flubbed it. Like it was bad. I think I um, performance anxiety myself out of, out out of it. it. I totally yeah. flopped which I kind of knew that. And it was one of those things where I got back on the bike and I was riding it again and I was able to kind of work through the things that I was stuck on during the course. Mm -hmm. So if I like at that point took it again, I probably could have passed it. Um, but then we ended up going to North Carolina for vacation and the course retake was like during that vacation. And I'm like, I don't want to be adding in other stress yeah. onto my time to recharge. So I'm just going to take it again later so but then I ended up selling it because of the debt and so I'm willing down the road when my coaching really takes off and I've paid things down I would like to get another bike but it needs to have a little bit of a bigger engine so I can ride it on the freeway is my goal to cruise with it rather than my the one I had was an itty bitty like 350 cc so if oh, you took yeah. if you hit like 50 it was mad so you know and I'd like to take it yeah I'd like to take it on more like highway riding um, Charles likes dirt biking, which no, thank you. That sounds like work, right? But um, <laughs> and, he's, and he keeps dropping it down the mountain and it's like a big pain in the ass to get it off the mountain. So I'm like, I just want to ride on the freeways. <laughs> but yeah, so down the road, um, if he gets some type of cruising bike too, we could, we've thought about going like um, cross country riding. Yeah. So that might be fun. Um, but yeah, so the vision board, I think is really helpful. This is one I've had. Actually, this is my second vision board. I had one in Topeka. And so now I have this one here and right in the middle of a really big check for 10 grand from a coaching client. So my goal is to get $10,000. 
you know, from a single client that's on my vision board. So looking at it's helped because it's opened my thinking to there, the, the magical thinking of once I get my coaching practice thriving and off the ground, then my life will be great. Right. Mm -hmm. I can do all of the things, but really, as I'm looking at this, it's like, there are things on here I can do right now that would make my life better and get me more towards the dream of what I want. Mm -hmm. Like, getting a tattoo, right? I don't have to wait to be a six-figure coach to do that, right? I don't have to be a six-figure coach to get the ring that I want, which I did. I I wanted an all duped up bells and whistles Mini Cooper, but this was a good deal. And I'm like, let's just do it now. That way when I'm driving around in this Mini Cooper, it's like my dream is physically in front of me. Like I can touch it. I can smell it. You know, like when I drive around in it, I can think to myself, wow, you know, I am a successful coach. I achieve results for my clients. I can easily make the money I want to make, right? So I'm trying to like pull together every aspect of my life that I wanted, my dream life, separate, not necessarily separate, but making my dreams real so that the idea of being a six-figure coach is not so far-fetched. Because look at all the other things I've done. Look, I get the things I want in my life. Because look at what I've done. I have proof that I get the things I want. So the coaching's no different, right? So. I would suggest you make a vision board. That's the whole point of that spiel (laughs) because it helps. It helps to see it and know, okay, that's another thing I can look at. It's all coming together. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I've, I've watched people make vision boards forever. I don't know why you kind of like, I should do this. And then I just walk away. away. I think they kind of get a bad rap. Um, Yeah. Sometimes kind of like voodoo, not voodoo, uh, woohoo maybe yeah or super they get a rap for being too superficial for some people it's funny though um mel robbins you know five second rule mel robin Mm -hmm. uh she was talking about vision board she's like be realistic when you make your vision board it's not just (laughs) like it's if you make it too broad if you make it Mm -hmm. too kind of like fantasy um in Mm -hmm. idealized world it might mm-hmm. be it might be harder to get to, but it's like make it realistic. Find the real pieces. Like, and you just said that because mm-hmm. the reality is, is that there are things that you were able to do without having to wait for it to be surrounded by this 10 k check. It's mm-hmm. like you got them done. You got them done, and you got you got to experience them the way you wanted. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I have never had a vision board. I've also I don't think I've ever owned like a cork board even. <laughs> Which is well, that's something you could find even at like the thrift store. Just go get like a big picture frame. Yeah. You know, and then I think I got the uh, poster board at Walmart. Mm -hmm. Um, You could probably find like at a used bookstore, maybe some magazines or something. These are all magazine cutouts or things I printed off online. Mm -hmm. You know, so. So there are things on here that are very high ticket, right? But there are other things on here that are easier to attain, right? Like the ring. And I have pictures of like manicure hands, right? So getting, get, being able to go to the, you know, get my nails done or massages or things like that, you know, smaller low ball things, but also then bigger things. So that way it, for me, it's a reminder that my life is not about my career, right? There are lots of things I want in my life that are outside of my work, 
Yeah. The coaching may afford me literally these things, but there's more to my life than that. What are the things I want outside of my coaching, like fulfilling relationships or the opportunity to travel or being able to volunteer? And the coaching is the vehicle to do that. Making that money, that high ticket money is the vehicle to do that. But it's not the end all be all because what if I get into coaching and it's not everything I wanted it to be? Yeah. What if it's not as fun as I thought it would be? Right. What if it's more, you know, there's more paperwork than I would like or more this or more that, you know, yeah. that's the the flaw of magical thinking, right? Of once I get this, I'll be happy, but that's not how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not, it's, um, it's also the same goes for health. Once I'm, I've completed this, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that means there's a lot more I can do about it instead yeah. of waiting for the magical coaching practice to fall from the sky and onto my lap. And then I'm happy, right? I can build my happiness now. I can take control of it now, even Mm -hmm. if in smaller pieces. So that look, I'm building the evidence and the case for myself that I can make a coaching practice work. Right. And I don't need it. I get to do it to be happier. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's like two soapboxes I've been on today. And this was your coaching (laughs) call. So I'm sorry. (laughs) No, they're important though. They're the important, important points that you've made. So I try. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, your coaching mm-hmm. for you, not yeah. Uh huh. Um, because obviously I know you're doing you're doing things in the background to kind of help your journey yes. forward. Are you still interested? And working with yeah. um yeah uh, especially after going like two weeks eating really shitty <laughs> and I feel like all this progress I made I have I've been beating myself up about that really about um kind of falling off the wagon and I have to get back on and do all this work all over again to kind of regain my lost ground right mm-hmm. and my own financial state with my coaching practice is really stressing me out I'm trying to deal with this fact um but I know it's also, it's on me. I'm in control of it, right? So I need to just keep moving. I have been moving, but not at a, as fast as I could be. Yeah. And that's on me, right? And so trying to find that balance and doing all the things I want to do. But um, I still want that accountability. I do think that maybe after the holidays, mm-hmm. um, beginning yeah. of the year, January-ish or so, from January to, I think, like May, end of April, beginning of May, would be a good uh, track that way we can get through the rest of your coaching holidays we'll see where I'm at with my health goals and kind of yeah. go from there yeah and then you uh, can, it's it's easier to start this it's very it's not impossible absolutely not but it I know there's there's more temptation there's more mm-hmm. frustration during the holidays when you try to do this during the holidays but you've just mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you want to start sooner than that I'm I'm here um well I think you're getting ready to move as well right so yeah I'm getting ready to move and it might be a slower like piece by piece move just because I have to figure out furniture I actually need a bed this is not my bed that's sitting over here so it's not coming with me um so there will be but yes uh getting set up Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to get my lease signed I was waiting to pay my dad his last month of rent Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to sign my lease sometime probably mid-December 
for the okay. for the next two, so that we can um, go forward from there and just do like a slow transition over. Okay, uh, it's a good time because my boss is going to be gone for actually almost a month. She's going to Australia to visit her family, so nice. I will have like more time to work on stuff like this, work on coaching, um, good. because good. there won't be. It's it's a slower time of year, which I'm so grateful for. I'm looking forward to that part of like, I look forward to December because it really just calms down and we get a break and it's nice to have. I do not know if um, Superman is ever going to make it here. It's apparently being held prisoner in a hospital. <laughs> I'm like, your bills are just, I, that's, I'm kind of also wondering, is like, is it just better for you to wait until they lift the, um, Mm-hmm. with a suspension and then you can yeah. all your accounts again because then yeah. you can just pay them and get the fuck out of there <laughs> um, that might be what he has to do yeah right? it might be um and i'm like i'm happy to help you if if your goal is really to come back to the united states and be here and leave this job great i can help you if you come here i can help you set up a bank account to make sure that that money can have a place to live because he doesn't have any of that. I'm like, I don't know how you've lived this long. You don't even have a bank account. Oh, this is insane. Um, there. Yeah, that's weird. It's. I found out so much about this company. I'm like, yeah, you guys can keep your your money. I'm not sure I'd want to work for you. I feel like you're really. If we talk about golden handcuffs, uh-huh. uh, these people are more like in a gilded cage. They're not even handcuffed. Um, because they they handicapped three different departments during this investigation of people just not getting paid, not being able to go to work, not all their accounts were frozen, everything that's being used for like um, if they were living in uh, office or business assisted housing and stuff like that, everything's locked down, had access to nothing. So if you were out of your stipend money, you right. couldn't pay for food. You couldn't do any of those things. It's terrible. Yeah. That's not a life. Um, yeah. But that's a trade-off if you want to make millions, I guess. Big well, question. you either be the CEO or work for one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's a, and if you want to be the CEO, you have to accept what comes with it. Yep. It's, it's a job. Yes. It's hard. It's really hard, but it's more, it's probably more rewarding, especially for us who like, I don't know, like our personal freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? That it's like important or whatever to be in charge of my time and stuff. <laughs> I'm my money and my, and yeah. my yeah. ability to come and go, come and go and create yeah. the culture around it too. Yeah. Um, being the CEO says, I don't have to create the toxic culture around right. business. I saw this t-shirt the other day that I want to order at some point. I found this website that has all of these like funny graphic tees that have all these jokes and stuff on them. And I'm like, if I had like $500, I'd go to town and get like a bunch of these. And then just, that would be my wardrobe. But I'm one of them that said, give me liberty or give me uh, those who desire. Yeah. Right. Give me liberty or give me death. And then underneath it says, preferably liberty, please. <laughs> liberty, please. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't really want to die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I say this to be dramatic, but really what I mean is give me liberty. Yeah, don't, like, me. I don't, don't take me up on the secondary. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I'm like, thank you. Someone said it, but it's like yeah. those who those who exchange freedom for security deserve neither kind of thing. Yeah. Being very patriotic, right? But there's something to be said for that. I mean, like, 
being your own boss in order to have that freedom is really hard mm-hmm. or you can be in the gilded cage golden handcuffs whatever so it's like choose your card yeah right? I think, yeah and a lot of people are coming out of this pandemic too where they feel like you know I'd rather take my chances working for myself because it's mm-hmm. it's um I, you know, I think com- if companies offered things like unlimited vacation without harassment, if you take it and, uh, you know, uh-huh. and, you know, our country offered universal health care, I'm going to sound like a Bernie Sanders supporter big time. Um, uh, but like, if we if there were things that companies offered more of that incentivize people to stay and stay in those golden handcuffs and not like just the money, because the money gets eaten by inflation and taxes and all of this stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could make yeah. six figures. I technically do. Um, but I mm-hmm. don't actually like in the reality right. when taxes gets a hold of it, I make a lot less than six figures. Right. And people, all people want is to be able to afford to live, to have a real vacation when they, when they can put aside the time and go somewhere, enjoy their life, not feel like they need to work through the whole thing. And sometimes it's like, yeah, it's um, most of the executives, entrepreneurs, um, CEOs of their own company are like, yeah, I do take a month off. Mm-hmm. I work my ass off, but I get mm-hmm. to take a month off every year and I get to go wherever I want because I am, I'm mm-hmm. doing the work. Right. Um, and a lot of people I- do that. Well, especially building a company from the ground up, really the biggest work is in here. Yeah, it's fighting your demons every day. And that is why, in my opinion, people would rather do the golden handcuffs because it's easier. They do the golden handcuffs. They resent the lack of freedom. But going over here and doing it means meeting yourself in the mirror Mm -hmm. and being brutally honest about your bullshit and actually doing something about it. And that is more painful than the golden handcuffs. Yeah, it is. Because, and that's why people like us get hired to do executive coaching is because they are trying to meet themselves in the mirror. It's hard. It's hard without help. A lot of people fall short and that's actually, um, our, my former C, our former CFO was doing executive coaching because she couldn't meet herself in the mirror. She's, she isn't, she was struggling being a boss. She mm-hmm. got too emotionally invested. She was combative. She didn't want to be, she was treating mm-hmm. them too much like personal relationships. And if that's how her personal relationships were, I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't know what you're like to be. Not a healthy. <laughs> Not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, we're holding the mirror up to people. I'm actually, I did get a call. So I haven't gotten any pinged for any clients, but I did get a call from somebody a CEO of a company asking about executive coaching and I'm supposed to talk to them next week and see. (laughs) You weren't being so good at being out your bed. Now you want to talk to me about something? She's like, I want to go outside, mom. Really, she's hungry. Yeah. Because daylight savings has fucked up her schedule. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Oh God, you're so dramatic. Let me out, let me out. And when I'm sitting down on the couch Uh and she comes in from the other room, I swear she bolts at me at like 50 (laughs) miles an hour and like, boom, like pummels into me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
Like she is so high energy. It's like, I must leap and attack mom. Exactly. No. It's like, please spare the breastplate. Please spare the ribs. Right, right. It's like, no, 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 stop. Okay, now you can jump up here. Very chill. I'm I'm fine with having you on the couch. I am not fine with this like 15 pound (laughs) missile hitting my chest because you're so excited to see me. Like just chill. And so she'll just 15 mile an hour missile. (laughs) Missile credits. Yeah. (laughs) So my dog did that to me the other day. I was sitting in my bed working and she wanted in my bed. She doesn't like, so she doesn't want to be in my bed with me in it. She wants to be in the spot that I slept in and sit there and like rub her face all over it. So she tackled me <laughs> sitting in it. She's like, get out of here. Get out of my spot. You aren't going to move. Oh, and she's 45 pounds. That's hard. Yes. Yes. They think they're small and light and fluffy and they're not, they're not, they're they're little. It's like, even if it's like 15 pounds, it's like 15 pounds with these like needle paws, like walking all over your boobs. It's like, Oh my God. It's like somebody throwing a giant medicine ball at you too. Really squirmy medicine ball gets thrown. Yes. With these like claws, like these four claws on it. Like, yeah no oh my god <laughs> and and it's hard to be like you can't be mad at them you're too busy laughing at the fact of what just happened to right. you is right and you know they don't mean it they're just like here I am love me I'm here in the middle of your world now and it's like yeah. you're in the middle of your world. it's like you're obnoxious and uncomfortable and adorable <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the <laughs> It's the one downside to to like owning a dog and the one upside to owning a cat if you do because the cat is softer, slightly less, slightly less weighted. Usually that's not always true. I know some they come right up here and then they start doing this. Oh the yeah. So it's like it's cute and soft, but it's like I'm bleeding now. You can see these like (laughs) my friend's cat goes uh, up and gets way up here like a scarf and then starts licking her earlobe <laughs> the like, sandpaper tongue oh <laughs> yeah it's really cute but that's too funny yeah I saw this meme I might have to send it to you that's like this is my dog he's a three thousand dollar Pomeranian from the great lineage of blah 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 and I've worked so hard to like train him and give him good behavioral um boundaries and blah 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 and it's like this is my cat it's a trash gremlin from down the street that has decided to live with me (laughs) the trash gremlin has better street smarts from than the bummer absolutely (laughs) but it also hates me (laughs) that's right that's right Uh, uh, (laughs) okay so when you're ready Mm-hmm. we will yes. we get closer closer probably yes. let's like let's I mean you and I have several more meetings between us for this mm-hmm. but yes. as we get closer like to the holidays you and I will do a contract discussion and we will yes. get ready for January and, okay. and we will go from there and and Sounds I'm gonna good ch- quiet the chatter in my brain and move and find yeah. a find a bed somewhere <laughs> the, step I, one right step one find a bed actually because i have steps. the desk <laughs> already i'm actually really glad that i have all my office stuff i don't really have to worry about that when i move like it's ready i just will have to get my internet hookup and and that's it and i can pretty much go good that's like one less expense because i've spent a lot of money on my um 
my office. I'm actually really, I, that's the other thing I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to having an office that I can, it's just like a little cul-de-sac in this apartment, but it's a spot for an office that was designed for an office that allows me to have one. I've never yeah. had, I've always had to make room for a desk. I've like, from the time I was in, uh, in high school, I've always had to make room for a desk and like made my bed smaller, made my space very small. So I could have like a place to work. And now I'm actually going to get a place to work. I'm actually that's awesome. To that. That's see, I'm, that's a, that's a benefit. That's a good thing. That's a, one of the good things coming out of this. It's your own separate space. Awesome. And I get one, one month of rent completely free. That's awesome. That is, yeah. that part's awesome too. That's like good. That will help. That'll help me for feel sure. More secure about that. Awesome. All right, miss. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening. Yeah. It's evening now, right? Even though it's because <laughs> it's so it's dark. here. We've only, I know you're, right? you guys yeah. are already dark over there. Ours is not yeah. yet, but we're another yeah. hour. We're going to get there. <laughs> Be dark yep. by five o'clock. Yeah. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> I know. I know yes. it's hard staying awake this time of year, but I do like how cold it is. I'm like that I get to layer. Yes. Um, yes. Puffy jacket on the yes. sweater shirt. Got like five layers of clothes. <laughs> I understand. I think I have three, so I'm almost there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find a couple more jackets. I can catch up. <laughs> is this snow in New Mexico? Is this snow in Albuquerque? Oh yeah. So you, Yes. Not today. It snowed while we were gone, which is so okay. funny because they're like, oh, you missed the snow last week when you were getting your car. I'm like, no, I didn't. Technically, you got <laughs> it somewhere else. It. Yeah, I just found it in Idaho instead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it was worse in Idaho <laughs> than it was. Probably. Here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Definitely denser. So God. Or yes. Montana. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be, in, I wouldn't want to be a Montana. It's so pretty, but man, mm-hmm. my poor friend that yes. was up there stationed um at the air in the air force up there she's like i'm from california this does not fit we <laughs> the area we're used to rain like real heavy torrential rain before global warming and not snow <laughs> not in the san francisco bay area it's like if it snowed we'd think the world was ending um <laughs> that's kind of true that's how that's how new mexicans are but we do get snow every year but every year we remember it all over again it's like oh my god the world is ending i've never seen this before except last year when i saw it and i forgot i saw it then too oh my god (laughs) it's like it's culture shock every year it's like oh god yes yes we are dealing with this again it's coming back really (laughs) i thought i lived in the desert what happened yeah oh god (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally understand. It snows in Nevada. It mm-hmm. snows in Nevada. I've been there in February and it's been snowing. And I'm like, where? What? Where are you? Where is this coming from? But it was, it was like um it was negative. I can't remember what what the degrees were, but yeah, it was snowing. It was frigidly wow. cold and snowing. And I was like, I never would have thought. I never would people think, yeah, they come to New Mexico that it's just dry and hot all the time. It's like, nope, we have our four seasons. We yeah, forget about soon. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we forget about one of them all the time. But... <laughs> the same goes for um, Arizona too. There's uh, my friend is from part uh, part of Arizona where it snows every winter, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> we are not as close to the equator as people think we are. 
<laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. yeah, if you think about it, it's like well, Colorado gets snow all the time. Yes. All the time. And that's another place. I is it's too flat. It's too flat in Colorado. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Okay. I'll let you go. Have a okay. good evening. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Um, we will, yeah, reconnect about the coaching yeah. for January. Yeah. Sounds good. And I will see you next weekend. Okay. okay. Sounds good. All right. See ya. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye.